0: Welcome back to the Movie Bevel podcast. This is a little segment I'm doing, The Road to the Oscars. Uh, it's me, Brennan, here, and I'm with Nick. How's it going?
1: Brennan, the awards are here. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but um, they're here. We have a lot to talk about.
0: <laughs> we do. And it's always, you know, for me, it's always a very fun time of the year. I mean, there's, I like, as, as a big film film fan, I, I see this as kind of like like my Super Bowl almost by the end of the year. <laughs> um funny enough, as we're recording this, Super Bowl's tomorrow, but uh, it, it's uh, for me, it's a lot of fun. I think there's a lot that you can get mad at throughout the award season, as is in, in sports, But uh, and there's a lot you can get happy with, too. But for me, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy we're doing this this year. But uh, we do have a lot on the docket. Uh, we're going to mention the Golden Globes. Um, we're going to talk about those SAG nominations and kind of what's Uh, What's coming up Um, But first I wanted to kind of introduce The listeners to some of the major players Obviously Um, There's some stuff that hasn't quite come out yet And I'll let you uh, mention that In a little bit there Nick But uh, you look at movies like Nomadland Which has been strong for a little while here And technically that's not out yet But I feel like everyone's seen it
1: Yeah it's it's weird It's one of those where it's like Yeah I think that comes out on Hulu next week Right? Something like Mm -hmm. that? Um, but everyone seems to be like, yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. Chloe Zhao is going to win best director. So, um, yeah, it's, that feels like one that's like a lock for so many different awards.
0: Yeah. Um, another one here, obviously, uh, for better or for worse trial of Chicago seven is, uh, definitely one of our major players this award season. Um, I know you're not a huge fan of the film, but, uh, it looks like this one's going to be here to stay. Yeah, I
1: don't like this movie. I don't like this movie one bit, but it's going to win so many awards because everyone really likes Aaron Sorkin and I think everyone really likes this cast too. Um, I'm interested to see because I think all of them are running in Best Supporting, right? So I'm interested yeah. to see if they split the vote and then ultimately all of them fall out. But yeah, yeah the, this movie will be in writing, Best Director,
0: Best Movie. It'll be it'll be all over the place. For sure. Um, and I, I tweeted out the other day, I had this weird vision i'm sitting there and i'm thinking uh it's oscar night and they're about to uh, crown best picture and so far in the night uh trial has picked up editing adapted screenplay and supporting actor nomad picked up director and cinematography and that's how i could see it playing out on on oscars night and then uh they open the envelope and it's trial <laughs> <laughs> i could see that because it's
1: it is one of those where it's it's supposedly about issues, right? And then it has all these important things in them that maybe it doesn't really explore particularly well, but it's one of those that leaves you feeling good. It has that really cheesy Hollywood ending. you mm-hmm. know, So I think that movie um, really just did a number on a lot of people. I think that'll be the same for a lot of voters as well. but um, yeah, you look at this you look at this list of all the movies that we're gonna go run through here run three here together. It really does feel at this point, it's a two horse race between nomad land and uh, trial
0: for best picture. And then they'll probably split of other, a lot of other um, categories as well. Certainly. Um, so some of those other films, obviously a uh, promising young woman. I haven't quite seen it yet. Um, I'm waiting until the price drops from like 20 bucks to like five bucks before I rent that um, one night in Miami, obviously Um Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, we got Mank on here, so that's back-to-back Netflix originals. Minari, another movie I haven't quite seen yet, um, but I know you saw, it, you saw it about a year ago now, originally, at Sundance,
1: 2020. It's over a year at this point since I've seen Minari, which is crazy to
0: think about, and now we're, and still no one else has really seen it yet. Yeah, um, so we got The Five Bloods as well, which remains my favorite movie of the year. Uh, Soul... Um, News of the World, which I haven't seen yet either, but it seems to be creeping in. Uh, The Father, uh, obviously, is staying strong. Sound of Metal, which I saw recently. Really enjoyed that. Pieces of a Woman, and then Judas and the Black Messiah, which I believe comes out next week.
1: Yeah, and I saw that one at Sundance this year, and that movie is really, really good. And I think once... The, once everyone gets the chance to see this movie, I think it's gonna really skyrocket on a lot of the like your gold derby boards and things like that. So, I think that could be potentially uh, slot number three, behind nomad Land and Trial, as a, as a huge player. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kinda, that's how I see it going because that movie is a powerhouse of a movie, and I can't wait to talk about that more on next week's pod or something like that because it's really good.
0: Yeah. Um, so obviously we've got some other players here, um, uh, films that haven't quite come out because the Oscars did push back that deadline by about two months. So we got the United States versus Billie Holiday, Malcolm Marie, which pretty much is out now as the time of recording this, uh, cherry, which is the, uh, the Tom Holland led film, uh, the Mauritanian supernova and I care a lot, which is coming out in, in a couple weeks on Netflix. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. And that's the big Rosamund Pike movie, which I see that one. More as uh, the movie's okay, but maybe Rosamund Pike gets a nomination. I mean, that's yeah. pure speculation because I haven't seen the movie, but it seems like everyone is positioning that as just a vehicle for for Rosamund Pike to get a nomination rather than mm-hmm. like getting Best Picture or things like that. But yeah, we're, we're in a weird spot this year because normally, even because you always have a lot of movies that come out right at the end of December and yeah. they just get it, they get in right under the wire, then they become. Um, Critics' and darlings and things like that, and they get on all of these like end of the year lists and whatnot. But we, a lot of these movies still haven't come out, and I don't know how much they've screened for critics. So, I mean, we'll talk about the Golden Globes and whatnot later on. But they, they recognize the United States versus Billy Holiday a little bit. Um, mm. I I'm, I'm curious what happens with Malcolm and Marie because it's already kind of a hot topic on film twitter there's a lot of a lot lot of takes going around in this movie i think this movie is really bad but i could very much see zendaya and john david washington getting uh nominations for their for their acting in the movie because they're doing a whole lot of acting i don't know if it's good but they're doing a whole lot of it (laughs) and then maybe cinematography as well it's one of those very showy movies that i think could work well with uh with uh Ward's bodies, and also Cherry, which I think is fascinating because it's coming out right at the end of February, like February 26th, I think, and the end of the uh, eligibility is the 28th. I'm really interested to see what happens with this because this is a big, sprawling epic of a movie with Tom Holland, and it's the Russo brothers directing, and Apple uh, TV Plus is putting a lot of put a lot of their money into this. Um, I'm fascinated to see what happens with this because I could see a world in which, like Tom Holland gets a nomination for this, maybe the Russo brothers get it because it looks like it's it's spanning over many many years and that they're just like breaking the fourth wall. I don't know. This seems like a very um, like low like low floor high ceiling play where it could yeah. be really good and people freak out about it and it makes a really late push, or it's just not particularly good and it's another part of Apple TV Plus's library that nobody watches. <laughs> I could see, I could see one of those two happening because that's, uh, yeah. it's definitely something really fascinating. And in the Mauritanian, um, that seems more of like, they want to hear Raheem who plays the main character in that to get awards more than that being awarded for the movie itself. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, hey, I think these movies, it's weird. Six movies. I think here are big ones that we still need to watch out for.
0: Yeah, I am definitely going to keep an eye on Cherry there uh, and utilize that Apple TV Plus subscription that I have used twice so far in the last eight months. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's it's been an interesting season so far. I think we kind of look at what's what the trends are with a lot of the critics' bodies. And Nomadland's obviously really strong. Uh, 19 Best Picture wins so far, just in total of a, in terms of all the little guilds and then critic circles that have given out awards thus far. And that's... Almost uh, four times what's in second place there with Promising Young Woman. Um, And even, I mean, the best director column here, I I compiled a lot of the numbers. And Chloe Zhao is like, there are a lot of people saying this is David Fincher's year because he's never won a best director before. But I don't know if he can do that. I I think Chloe Zhao is, I don't think she's unstoppable, but I think that she's in a position to win right now. And it's very much uh, her race to lose.
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting because No Man Land No Man Land is such a intimate, small scale movie that typically it's one of those that kind of gets overlooked in a lot of awards races. And you would typically go for the more musculi- the the more muscular, big time, bigger budget movies like Mank and things like that. So it's kind of a cool surprise to see Chloe's out. Just running away with all these directors' wins so far. Yeah, um, surely a nomination. Um, I would definitely give make her the front runner at this point. Um, I think David Fincher will probably get nominated. I feel like the Mank discourse has been so weird because I feel like there was so much lead up to it, and then it came out. No one really talked about it. Now everyone's a little bummed that it got a lot of <laughs> Golden Globe nominations, other than other things, but. Um I really like that movie, and I think Netflix is gonna put a lot of money into that awards campaign and make a weight push for that as well so
0: you know uh, that's why I like this duo here because we're two of the rare people that I think like that movie
1: uh, <laughs> I will not take all this mank slaughter slaughter I really like know. it
0: <laughs> like I, I remember watching I've watched a lot of people react to the nominations this week on YouTube and podcasts and whatnot and I just say keep trying, guys. <laughs> Um,
1: it's tough i think that mank is really interesting and i feel like it's old timiness kind of works against it because it's really like all of the people are talking in that and those weird affectations of the times that i think a lot of people just didn't get on its wavelength but um i like that movie a lot but yeah
0: we can we can move forward (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so and then i think with a lot of the actors races i think The exciting thing about them is they're all up in the air at this point. Um, I think we'll get into it a little later, but I did kind of come up with this theory of a core four uh, for both the lead actor and lead actress categories. But I think we should definitely get into the Globes uh, and what they uh, had in store for us. Um, So the Golden Globe nominations came out, and I don't know why the Golden Globes are as big as they are. It's 87 people, 87 snobs. Uh, (laughs) Like... I, I, I enjoy the Academy Awards. They make you mad sometimes, but you got a voting body of nearly eight thousand. And for some reason these eighty seven people have so much weight, and I don't get it. but uh, you know it's it's always a big event and it's a fun event to watch, but it's just so weird that it gets so much attention
1: i I don't understand it. I feel like I'm Charlie Brown every year where it's like, oh, maybe the Golden Globes will make interesting choices. and then they give us uh, Jared Leto for the little things or that <laughs> um, we have the prom and making multiple um, getting multiple nominations here. Um, yeah. The golden globes are a joke. <laughs> I feel like this year is even worse than previous years. Um, I, there's not even like a method to their madness. Like they just do like all these weird things where like sometimes they really like to k- kiss uh, star's ass kiss stars ass if I can speak, but, um, sometimes they just do really off the wall, weird choices, um, that make no sense. So I, I don't know, I don't know what to make of these people, but yeah, there are 90 people. Um, they typically do not vote for black movies and they leave a lot of people, a lot, a lot of great act- like black actors on the cutting room floor. Um, it's just, they're very weird. We'll get more in-depth into all of these, but I, I I never
0: understand them. Yeah, and you know what? I feel like the sad thing is with the Globes, and I think we all know this, um, and it's just not the same with other bodies that are just so large and so vast. Like, you look at the SAGs, I mean, that's obviously actors voting for actors, right? And there's, I, I read, uh, so there are about 120,000 people in the kind of actors' union there that get to vote on SAG. Awards, and that's a huge swath of people. But when you get down to eighty-seven or ninety people, as you mentioned for the Golden Globes, it's all schmoozing, and there's nothing more than that. I think. I think it's just really uh, who kind of gets in your face the best and stuff like that. And it's a shame sometimes, but that's kind of what the Golden Globes are.
1: Yeah, because then you you get like five knuckleheads who are like, "Ooh, I really like music," and somehow that gets <laughs> an award, <laughs> you know, or gets a nomination. So uh, um, I don't they it's really really weird the the best part of the golden globes is just watching everyone get absurdly drunk at the par- <laughs> at the actual television like event because they know it's ridiculous and all these weird people are nominated but he, like it's like i doubt anything in person will happen this year or so mm-hmm. <laughs> That makes the best part of the, the only good part of the Globes just <laughs> not happening this year. So it's, yeah, it is strange. I'm, I don't really know how to do this because I feel like sometimes the Globes are somewhat pre- like predictive of what we get for the Oscars. But then years like you have years like this, where it's just like, I, this, maybe none of these could be right. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know.
0: Yeah. So. We'll get into some of the nominees right now, and I did want to jump in real quick with the Best Picture categories. Um, So with the Best Picture drama, we have The Father, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Um, So the big omissions there, obviously, are One Night Miami and Ma Rainey. Not that you could argue. I I think One Night Miami is the better movie of the two there, but I think a lot of people expected at least one of those movies to get in. Um, however, Regina King did get a director nomination, which is pretty cool for her. Um, but that's your five for the drama category. Um, what, what did you make of that?
1: Yeah, no, no Defy of Bloods either. Mm. Um, Blank
0: across the board, zero. Yeah, really, that was. I think that was just incredible.
1: I I feel like I had to do my own awards for the the DC Critics Association, and. The first thing I thought of was, oh, do you have to pencil in Delroy Lindo for best actor? Like, that's just a given this year. And then even to see him not be represented there is just bizarre. Um, But I feel like if we're going by the top five, I feel like this is kind of representative of what the five favorites might be in terms of best picture at the Oscars. Um, Who knows about The Father? You've seen The Father. You saw that, what? four months ago, five months ago. And yes, it's like you were you're the only people to actually see it. No one else has <laughs> seen it, but all these awards bodies are like, Oh yeah, the father's really good. And Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman are great in it. So I guess until I see it, I got to take their word for it there. But, um, I am, it is cool to see promising young woman pop up quite a bit throughout all of here. I think they have, it's four noms for promising young woman, which I'm really surprised by. Cause that movie is just, quite a bit of a lightning rod and conversation starter and I expect there to be a lot of just really bad takes about that movie. Um I really it's one of my favorite movies of the year, but I just expected that movie just to be like it's so kind of in your face and confrontational that I just expected people to be kind of just wince and not uh choose it. But um it's cool to see that one there. But uh yeah, in typical Globes fashion you don't really have any black films or just it's just it's very it's it's frustrating.
0: Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that, that, that was crazy, too. I think just touching back on Promising Young Woman, uh, I was I, I penciled in a ballot there and I did well. I got 53 out of 70 um, uh, of the nominations. Right. But uh, Emerald Fennel getting in for Best Director was a shock for me um, and Promising Young Woman getting in for Best Picture. Drama was a shock for me. I thought maybe just actress, they'd get in with the Globes. I I don't know why, but I was I was reading a lot of uh, people who were saying this might follow like a get out trajectory, which wasn't big at the Globes. So I'm like, okay, uh, maybe I'll, I'll go with those bets. And I was wrong, and it definitely looks strong here. And this is probably going to be the weakest award show for Promising Young Woman uh, out of the Oscar precursors. And uh, I think getting four nominations shows that this movie is definitely a powerhouse.
1: I was a little worried that because we've had the stupid um, put the Martian in the musical or comedy uh, category before. I was worried because there are some jokes in Promising Young Woman that they would put it in comedy. So um, I'm glad we avoided that. But uh, yeah, Emerald Fennell was really cool to see. I feel like the one category people are excited about is best director because you had Emerald Fennell, Regina King, and Chloe Zhao in there as well. It's nice to see three women directors in there. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I don't. My guess is that promising young woman doesn't win any of these. Probably is my guess, but um, it's cool to see them involved. I, I was real. I was shocked to see the four noms.
0: Yeah, and you're right. I think everyone was, despite a lot of people angry about, say Jared Leto, say music, uh, say James Corden, say no, uh, <laughs> uh, no. Um, uh, uh Black films in the Best uh, best, uh, Picture column. I think people were very happy about this director lineup. I think it was a very cool lineup. Pretty deserving lineup as well. Um, Even though for me, sight unseen with uh, Emerald Fennel's work there on Promising Young Woman. But uh, Chloe Zhao obviously making it here. Um, I didn't have Regina King on my ballot. I had, no, sorry, I did have her. I didn't have Emerald Fennel. I had Spike Lee. I thought he'd get in. Uh, Because his kids are the ambassadors for the Golden Globes this year.
1: Yeah, that's maybe that's so weird. It was like, yeah, we'll bring your kids on, but
0: your movie? Nah, fuck you. We're not going to have any of that. <laughs> it's just so, it's so weird. Uh, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so there are some kind of WTF moments here. So we'll talk about Minari getting into foreign uh, language. I mean, I knew this was going to happen. I think we all knew because they have that weird rule of 50% English is your threshold. So it landed there. Uh, Parasite got the similar treatment last year didn't make it to the best picture drama, but did get thrown in the foreign film or sorry, foreign language film uh, category. Um, kind of sad because at the golden globes, I don't know for me, this category kind of feels like a afterthought. Uh, so it kind of sucks for Minari. I still haven't seen it, but I, I know you liked it. A lot of people adore that movie. Um, so it sucks because it got blank everywhere else. Yeah. And it's,
1: it's just the the heaviest, bit of irony when you look at the best foreign language category and you say, Oh, another round from Denmark and you have La La Girona from Guatemala. And then it's Minari from the USA. (laughs) It's just, it just doesn't make sense. And I guess by the the rules that they have, maybe it makes a little bit of sense, but those rules are just stupid in the first place. So um, yeah, it's a bummer because it's just because like there's four of the best performances of the year are in Minari like the, all the, the entire family is amazing. And then like I, Lee Isaac Chung, I, I want him to get a best director nomination as well. So it's just, there's so much good work in that movie. So it's just stupid because of some weird old rule that they can't be shown anywhere else. And it's just really, it's really dumb.
0: Yeah. And one thing about, uh, that weird rule is, and I don't want to open a can of worms here, but I, I was reading how *Inglorious bastards wasn't in even 50% English, but it was all over the globes. Uh, best picture i mean
1: makes no sense yeah no sense. there's
0: some question marks there and there's definitely some questions to be asked but it's it's definitely weird um so i'll move on now obviously when that supporting actor category rolled around i don't think anyone expected to hear jared leto for the little things (laughs) (laughs) um this movie came out last week it's 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 a neo-noir thriller denzel washington rami malek uh jared leto me and Colin talked about it, I think, last week on the podcast. We didn't get to see it, uh, but we did just kind of talk about what it was and stuff like that. And there was no way I was thinking I'd, I'd get up uh, and, and read that Jared Leto is a uh, Golden Globe nominated for this.
1: I just assumed that I was going to catch up with it eventually. I just assumed it wouldn't really matter in any of these races. So I was like, there was no, there's, I didn't have to wait or I didn't have to rush to watch it, but uh, I guess I have to go see the little things now. Cause everyone likes Jared Leto, Leto in it. Uh, yeah. Very, very strange. Cause I think the little things was originally written back in the nineties. And it's just been sitting on the shelf and I guess the director, John Lee Hancock, who's I guess best known for like the blind side and things like that. But um, they just decided, hey, let's make this movie. <laughs> and so now Jared Leto plays like a really weird serial killer, and apparently, I don't know, the the Globes likes it, which is very strange. I guess this is one of those, like, one of their we really like the celebrity, so we'll <laughs> choose them for this weird movie. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's
0: very, very strange. I think there's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster here because we're definitely gonna step in to talk about the SAGs after we talk about the Golden Globe nominations. And I think uh, there's definitely a part two and maybe even a part three to this story. Um, but yeah, so that that was a really weird one. Um, it's just odd. And I mean, I, I've heard that Warner Bros. is pushing this movie pretty hard uh, and and really campaigning it. But I don't know, like, I'll probably get to check it out in March whenever that price drops again from 20-odd 20, 20 bucks or so down to like 5 But uh it's just so weird to see that. Um, one thing I did want to touch on as well with the Globes, well, actually, I'll read out the Best Picture for the musical or comedy, but it just seems like such a weak musical or comedy side this year. Um, and it kind of piqued my interest to look back in history and see how many musical or comedy Best Picture nominations at the Globes land in the Oscar Best Picture noms, And it's generally two to three, maybe one at the least, but I don't see any of these five, so let me run through it. Uh, We have got Borat, subsequent movie film, Hamilton, uh, Music, Palm Springs, and The Prom. I don't see any of those getting a Best Picture nomination at the Oscars.
1: Yeah, and well, there's 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 many problems here because because first Hamilton, uh, the like the film stage play, like that's just a weird thing. Like all of us are just like, oh, yeah, that's a movie. Like, uh oh, whatever. It's it's very it's a it's a gray area that is very, very strange. But they probably didn't have any other choice. So they were like, yeah, let's just throw it in there because it's not I don't think it is it anywhere else on here. Like they don't have any of the performances they got, or anything else. I
0: think they, they threw Lin-Manuel Miranda in for best actor musical comedy.
1: Uh, OK, got it. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: just a little. It's still weird to me,
1: um, it is. but then you have music, which I don't think anyone's seen. The only one who has seen it is Sean Coates on Movie Babel, and he wrote over 2000 words on this movie about how terrible it is. And I recommend that everyone go check that out and read it on the site because it just just puts that movie in context. And that movie just seems really, really gross and sounds like Sia just isn't the greatest director and maybe human who knows. But um, then you have the then you have the prom, which is not good. James Corden is terrible in that movie. He was also nominated for best actor. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's it's so weird. I I think part of it is that obviously I feel like musical or comedy is normally a little that like that side of the globes is always a little lighter just because (laughs) of. There's just less competition there, but I feel like this year they just didn't really have anything to throw in there. So they were like, uh, Netflix keeps sending us, uh, for your consideration stuff for the prom. So I guess we'll put it in here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was um, going to have
0: that one token musical. I mean, they got Hamilton, but they got to throw in a movie.
1: Yeah. It's just, the prom is just, it's it's not good. Like, I don't hate it. Like there's a lot of people who hate that movie. I don't hate it as much as everyone else, but it's not good. And to have that, I've showcased here, as well as them, uh, praise James Corden for his <laughs> terrible performance is just is mind blowing, and you have Kate Hudson too, <laughs> got a nom for music, which is huh. just I just I don't understand. It's just so baffling to me.
0: It is, um, and the uh, the thing about uh, the prom too, so they nominate James Corden for best actor musical comedy, but they don't nominate Meryl Streep for best actress musical comedy. I don't see how you don't nominate Meryl Streep. I don't think she deserves it by any means. I'm just saying if, if I'm looking at if I'm looking at who I'm gonna nominate on the Golden Globes, do I go with the most nominated person ever or do I go with James Corden? And uh they they nominated him for the prom over over her in her category. Obviously different categories, but I'm like, Kate Hudson, really, for music? Uh yeah. it's weird.
1: Yeah, and you have Ms. Michelle Pfeiffer, too, for French Exit, which is a movie that I don't think anyone has seen that so can far, except for just, yeah. yeah, just, I think any people have seen that at, like, TIFF and, like, other festivals, but other than that, I don't think it, uh, that movie comes out in February as well, but it's getting kind of middling reviews, so I didn't mention mm-hmm. it earlier, but, yeah, it's just very weird. You would think it's like, oh, okay, so if, if we want to love the star, we'd give it to Meryl, because is always fun, and she's one of the fun parts in the prom, if I'm being honest, but um yeah it's just i hate james Corden, <laughs> so it's just it was just very disappointing to see him here
0: i'm scared for when they open the envelope and give out the uh, best actress musical comedy because i look through these five and i have no idea who's going to win but i just i i cringed at the thought of kate hudson for music getting this even though i haven't seen it i just from what i've read about it and i don't know but i could i have no idea i'm just happy that anya taylor joy got in for emma um a lot of the uh, gold derby and stuff like that for the golden globes for this category had her at like a six or seven. And the whole time I was like, no, she's getting in like she's getting in. So I was right on there. And then uh, Maria Baklava for Borat subsequent movie film, she's just soaring this, this uh, award season. Um, so she gets in there as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I have no idea who's going to win that category.
1: Yeah. It's this cool. It is cool to see any Taylor joy there. I'm surprised Emma wasn't in, best uh best comedy that's kind of weird it feels I like that's a good go. one it's actually
0: yeah exactly a there.
1: it's a great it's a really funny movie it's i i thought the movie was delightful and i mean i haven't seen i care a lot but maybe you throw that in there too rosamund pike <laughs> is lovely but uh yeah it's uh it's very weird it seems like maria bakalova is like it seems like she's definitely gonna get
0: a oscar nomination no it's not it seems like we're headed towards that yeah it does um it definitely does seem like that, and just as I was saying earlier too, that musical uh, comedy, just kind of the weakness of that side this year. You look at last year; uh, they had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Jojo Rabbit, um, Knives Out, Rocket Man. Um, like these are like these are films that I think are, are definitely much more in the overall conversation last year than the ones this year. Out of those five, uh, Dolomite Is My Name was the fifth. From last year, I think that's a solid musical or comedy bracket, but this year is just, it's messy.
1: Yeah, I'd probably recommend all five of those films from last year. I, I like them all to varying degrees, but I don't know. I like Palm Springs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Borat 2, Borat I thought was really funny. Um I go back and forth on Hamilton and then music I haven't seen, but it's apparently awful. And then the
0: prom is not good. So yeah, (laughs) I don't know.
1: It's, it's, it's very strange.
0: It's very strange. And even with Hamilton, I mean, the Academy's already said, yeah, you're not eligible, right? The Academy's Mm already said you're not eligible for this. And it makes sense. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not like, I've been ranting about this to, to friends, like for the past few weeks, like how is this thing getting any film recognition? Hamilton is just, it just keeps on giving for all those people involved. It just is a never-ending uh, parade. Never ends. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think
1: we're going to get to a point where there's going to be more and more stage plays that are uh, like just put on a streaming service. And I'm wondering if like we'll have to go back and forth for a few years where it's like, no, this does count, but this one doesn't. And it'll just be really weird until someone comes in with an actual rule to yeah. get it set and stone. But for now, it's just very odd. Yeah.
0: Um, so for that actor, uh, best actor drama one also Tia Rahim for the Mauritanian, that was one that snuck in that I did not expect.
1: Yeah, it seems like the rap on the Mauritanian, which comes out in, later this month, is that it's not a very it's not a particularly good movie, but he is really good in it. So um, I don't know who knows with that one, but um, yeah, the rest of these they kind of seem like. These are ones that we expected, right? You have Gary Oldman with Mank, Anthony Hopkins with the father, um, Chadwick Boseman with Marini and Riz Ahmed with of All the rest of those I thought were, uh, they're probably locks, maybe. Um, maybe, I don't know. With, how, with the way people look at Mank, I thought
0: Gary Oldman might be the one to slip out. But
1: maybe he's here to stay.
0: Yeah, and Mank went on to be the most nominated film. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting kind of a feeling that Mank is this year's Irishman. I think it's a movie that a lot that's of people are going to look at, and they're going to respect it. They're going to say you did a lot of good things. Like, I think Mank, in my opinion, is has the best production design of the year. Uh, personally, um, I think that it's the, the is great. I think technically, on a technical level, there's a lot that's great in there. Um, I think it's the writing uh, is is well done. I think the movie overall is good, but I do think it's going to get that Irishman treatment of just, you're going to get a ton of nominations, but you're not going to win anything.
1: Yeah, it could win some of the the below-the-line stuff, like maybe sound, because of the the way they replicated the the 1930s, 40s. Sound, I thought, was terrific in that movie. And then, other than that, I think maybe your best chance is Amanda Seyfried for Best Supporting Actress. But yeah, other than that, it could be... The Irishman situation where that got nominated for what? Like 11 nominations and it won none of them? Something like yeah. that, right? So yeah. um, I think that's a really, really good call because everyone's like, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in here, but eh, not my favorite.
0: So, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. But if I, yeah, if I remember correctly, the Irishman was, uh, so I look at it kind of like you have the big four, right? Like the Golden Globes, I hate to put it on a pedestal, but it has to be because it's the second most watched award show so i mean you get the globes you got the critics choice you got the baftas and you got the oscars i think that's four big award shows that everyone kind of looks at and obviously with the baftas there's a lot of overlap with the voting bodies with the oscars and i think irishman went like one for 30 across all four <laughs> yeah. the critics choice gave it best cast um, but it was like over 10 at the oscars over eight at the uh at baftas over six at the globes or something like that and it's just I, I see Mank getting that treatment, but you're right. I do think there's some below-the-line categories where it looks good. And I think you said sound. I agree. I think production design is the one that I said there. I think it definitely looks good there. Um, and then, obviously, Amanda Sagford, who did get a Golden Globe nomination. But let's move on to the SAGs because she didn't get one there, and that kind of throws me off a little bit. Um, so, yeah, we'll move down to the Seg nominations here. A uh, little interesting. Um, so this was the day after. So we kind of got back-to-back punches here with with nominations and another sad thing here is that delroy lindo gets nothing at the sags he's not nominated so it's a lot less lot less categories. so let me run through them here but we'll start with the best actor uh riz ahmed chadwick boseman uh anthony hopkins gary oldman and then Stephen young got in which is cool um i like these five and just seeing the globes and the sags here I think we have a core four in terms of the actor. And I think it's Riz Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman. I think that's what the four are always going to be. And then we'll see what happens with it five, at five slot.
1: Yeah, I think this list is what we're going to see at the Oscars. Because I think, well, we haven't really gotten the Minari wave yet because it comes mm-hmm. out, I think, next week. But Stephen Yeun is amazing in that movie. And if... A24 puts enough money into a campaign for Minari. I think Stephen Young would get into that spot because he's just terrific in it. So I think
0: this list makes a lot of sense to me just looking at it. Yeah. And I, uh, the thing about A24 this year, I don't know if they have anything else to push. Do you know if they have any other,
1: uh, um, I guess they, they, they partner with Apple and on, on the Rocks. So they have that, okay. but that doesn't really, that's not really doing much. People thought maybe, um, What's his face? Um, Bill Murray for best for best supporting, but um, no one really seems to like that movie very much. Um, it's just kind of it came and went, and that's kind of the style of the movie as as well. It's pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty light. You watch it, it's over. And you don't really think about it ever again. So that one doesn't really seem like that'll play much at all. So yeah, other than that, um, I think they had Boys State as a as a doc, so that doesn't really come in here. So yeah, it's it's a light year for them. So mm-hmm. this is yeah. kind of all they have
0: yeah okay so they'll definitely put all their chips on this then and yeah so bill murray he did get into the globes but he didn't get in here at the SAGs. um i wouldn't mind seeing him get nominated i like bill murray and i thought it was a delightful performance um but yeah so that's our five and i do see that being the core four plus whoever the fifth is and you say Stephen young will probably be it very interesting kind of shifts this year the baftas have expanded to six for their acting categories for the first time ever so there'll be a six there. And I think that'll hurt predictions a little bit more. I think people will be thrown off a little. And then the critics choice, they always do like six or seven. They're very generous. So we'll see what happens there. But I think you're right. That that definitely could be our five. Delroy Lindo is, is really making me upset here that he's not getting in. Um, he's my favorite. Him and Anthony Hopkins are tied right now for my favorite lead uh, acting performances this year. And Rizam, it's really close for me as well. And Chadwick, I think, was great in Marrini. Fantastic. But... For me, Anthony Hopkins and Delroy are the two that I resonate with just a lot, and I'd love to go back and revisit those films, um, mainly because of them. But Delroy Lindo is kind of looking like the Adam Sandler of the year. He gives this great performance, and he just gets nothing everywhere.
1: Yeah, I don't understand it. I think... While I do think this is the five that will get nominated, like, I think it's kind of outrageous that Delroy Lindo isn't in there somewhere because we both left to five bloods and we're like, wow, that's probably the best performance we'll see all year. And he's just fucking unbelievable in that movie. So I just I don't get it. Um, I guess maybe people were a little standoffish because he's wearing the Trump hat the whole time. Who knows? <laughs> There's a yeah. little tune in the weeds, a little tune in the weeds for them to really get in there and really appreciate it. I I, I have no idea. But I thought he was incredible in that movie. So, yeah. yeah, that's it's, it's uh, a bummer.
0: It really is. He'll get the Critics' Choice, no, I'm 100%. There's no way he doesn't get into the Critics' Choice, but... Yeah, I, definitely. I don't see him any other place. I, is he a British actor? I'm not too sure. Does he have a chance at the BAFTAs? Who knows? Um,
1: I don't think and especially, so. The, ba- no, the BAFTAs has their own race issue, where they typically only not made a lot of white people and white projects, so that could be another problem.
0: Yeah. Um, it might be time to say goodnight to the Delroy campaign, but I think... Not for the five-plus, though, and we'll tell you why in a sec, but it's really sad to see that happen. Uh, And I remember after the Globes and he didn't get in, I was, like, shocked. I'm like, oh, tomorrow he's definitely getting in the sags. I'm like, there's no way he doesn't. And then he just doesn't. Um, I guess, who would you swap out? I mean, I look at these five. I haven't seen, obviously, uh, Stephen Yeun's performance in Minari. For me, Gary Oldman might be the worst of the lot, but I did enjoy Mank more than I enjoyed some of the other movies there. But I don't know. It's really tough.
1: Yeah. Hmm, it is it is tough because I haven't seen the father, so I can't really speak to that. But everyone says Anthony Hopkins is great in that. Um, but the other three, I would probably say Gary Oldman is probably my least favorite. So he, he'd probably be the one that I would um, get rid of there because I, I think Stephen Young would, would be a lock for me because I'm not even considering getting removing him. Um, so, yeah, it's it is just. I don't know. It is cool to see Chadwick get a lot of love. That's really, really cool to see, though.
0: Yeah, and he deserves it too. I think there are going to be a lot of people that maybe they don't, uh, they're not in with, uh, maybe, maybe they're not keeping up with every single movie. Maybe they haven't watched *My Rainy*, and maybe they're, maybe they're not rolling their eyes at this. But maybe they're thinking, oh, you know, that's the reason why you know he passed away. But I do think if there's any Chadwick performance in his career that deserves uh, recognition, it's probably this one. I think it's probably his best performance, and it's cool that. And sad, but it's cool that it was his last performance.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at that role itself and him like dying in real life. I think just you see the arc of that character, and it just adds another level level of poignancy to it. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he is I think he. I agree. I think he's terrific in that movie, and you probably would have gotten nominated if it, even if he, if he was still alive. But
0: I agree. Um, I think. Yeah, I just, think either way, it is, is fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's our five. And Riz Ahmed just wanted to quickly note: I didn't think he was getting in the Globes. I thought that movie was too small for them. But then I remembered it's an Amazon movie; they got the money to push. Uh, so, yeah. But he deserves it. Riz Ahmed is great, so I'm happy he got into both. So move to the actress, uh, lead actress. So I think there's a core four here as well. But we got Amy Adams for Hillbilly Elegy, which uh, that movie's back. I guess I <laughs> thought it was done for, <laughs> but it's back. <laughs> Glenn Close got the Golden Globe, Globe nomination. Amy Adams gets in here. Glenn Close also gets in here. We'll get onto that in a second. But we also got Viola Davis for Ma Rainey, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, and then Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. I think the bottom four is a core four.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I'm, not the, I'm not the biggest fan of Pieces of a Woman, but I think Vanessa Kirby's really good in that movie. So I, I, I get it that she's in here, but... Yeah, I think this is the worst performance of Amy Adams' career. <laughs> I was looking through, I was looking through IMDb the other day when she got nominated, and I was looking through all that. I generally think this is the worst performance of her her career. Uh, I think this is the Netflix awards machine getting her in because I'm, I've been getting stuff for them because I, I belong to the DC Kirk Association, and they've just been like giving, like, sending out all these books and like big, like, hardcover books of stuff. Like, oh, like here's our movie, consider it. And I wonder if. They've been really pushing hillbilly elegy, and obviously that she's been nominated how many ever how many times now, and still hasn't won. So she's probably the best actress working that hasn't won her Oscar yet. So I think there's a lot of push behind for that as well. But um, yeah, she's a she's pretty bad
0: in this movie. I think she's overacting like crazy. Um, yeah, and you know I I didn't find her awful in the movie uh but it, it's not one of her best performances and you know what i tried to put myself in the perspective of the sags and this is the actors guild right like this is actors acting this is this is a hundred thousand plus actors uh in this body and for the nominations they ran select like 2500 every year that set up the nominations but you have such a big pool of people there and i feel like amy adams is well liked among actors And i feel like if i'm an actor and I watch her in that movie. I think I like her in that movie. I don't know why, but I feel like it's an actor's... She, she's overacting. I feel like some actors like that. I don't know. But that's maybe why she got in. And She's a well-liked person. But I don't think she's getting the Oscar nomination. I just don't know. Uh, but Glenn Close probably will. And we'll tell you why in a second there. But that's our core four, I think. The Old Davis, Vanessa Kirby, Francis McDormand, and Carrie Mulligan, I think, is the core four. Don't know who wins, though.
1: Who would you sneak in other than the hill than uh, amy adams in that spot because i really don't know at this yeah. point yeah
0: so i had um i had amy adams on my list here so i got five out of five on my predictions just because i figured like yeah. actors like her and i feel like it's a showy performance for actors and i put her in but at the globes i put zendaya in i thought zendaya would get in uh, at the globes and she didn't it ended up being um is her name andre day yeah andre day yeah for the united states versus uh, billy holiday so she got in there i think the battle for fifth spot is like pretty busy i think zendaya is definitely someone we can talk about um andre day i think amy adams obviously i think there's a bunch of names here for that fifth spot um but i'm not too sure who gets in i just know it's not uh it's not kate hudson for music
1: <laughs> yeah no uh, no music uh stands on this pot here um Yeah, I think Rosamund Pike is another one to mention as well, if I care a lot. Um, Yeah, my guess is that it comes down to Zendaya, um, Day or Rosamund Pike is the fifth spot for the Oscars. That's my guess. That's what I'm hoping, at least. I don't want to see Amy Adams (laughs) for Hillbilly Elegy at the Oscars. But um, I don't know. Some people like this. I think kind of what you said before, she's doing a lot of acting. Uh, I can't say it's good acting, but she's doing a lot of it in this movie. And I do think that actors do uh, appreciate that in a sense. Because I feel Mm -hmm. like for every big play-like movie, there's always, they always, all of those get a ton of nominations. I feel like Fences got a bunch of nominations when that came out a few years ago. So uh, actors do like seeing a ton of acting (laughs) in Mm -hmm. in their nominations. So uh, I think that's probably the reason. But yeah, I think it's definitely the top. It's Davis, Kirby, McDormand, and Mulligan, and then everybody else after that.
0: Yeah, and I think it's tough to pick a winner right now, but I'm excited when these awards start happening and we see who wins. I think they could be kind of... I wonder if a trend will start and someone will start winning everywhere, or we'll see kind of a split-up season. Um, But also, you could throw in... I think this movie is dead, but I think Kate Winslet could be another one that's like an outside shot. She's someone that I think could get the BAFTA, but not anywhere else. Uh, We'll see what happens there. But uh, Yeah, it's
1: weird. It's weird, yeah, Mm -hmm. because Ammonite, I feel like... At the beginning beginning of last year was a movie that everyone penciled in for all of these awards and like with Saoirse Ronan as well, but that one yeah just never quite got off the ground. I that was one of the ones I missed from last year and I still haven't caught up with it. But it seems like everyone was just kind of like yeah it's it's fine, and everyone made the comparison to Portrait of a Lady on Fire because it's another lesbian romance that takes place in the eighteen hundreds. But I imagine I imagine they're very different, but it seems like there just wasn't the there wasn't a good like wave for it to ride on to get all these nominations. So um I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, so we'll go to the now male supporting actor. Um Sasha Baron Cohen is getting in now back to back here. Trial of Chicago 7. Chadwick Bozeman gets in for the five buds. He didn't get in at the globes though. Um, I think that'll be interesting to see if he does double up. I think obviously he's gonna get in for Ma Rainey in the best actor slot, but I think in supporting actor it's kind of a heads or tails type scenario, whether he gets in. Um, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, which apparently I've, I'm hearing, I know you you saw it at uh, Sundance uh, this past week. I'm hearing whenever more people start seeing this, he's going to become the favorite right away for this category. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Um, and then <laughs> back-to-back days, we got Jared Leto for The Little Things. <laughs> I didn't see it coming.
1: That's uh, It's so strange. I don't understand it. I would have... I would have loved to be able to see this movie before uh, we got on this pod, but it is just, (laughs) it seems like everyone is like, his performance is just very odd and not very good. Um, So he
0: plays uh, a serial killer or something. Yeah.
1: So I guess it's in that sense. Yeah. It's like, it's it's a very meaty role where he gets to be super weird and do all his weird Jared Letoisms on screen that we all know about. But um, yeah, it is (laughs)
0: I I guess people just really like the movie I I don't know I don't know what to say (laughs) it's very weird Um, and you know uh, with this category here I don't think Jared Little goes all the way and I'll I'll tell you guys why soon but the others I think Chadwick's obviously in my opinion I think he's safe for the Oscar supporting actor I think he's on the fence but I think Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami, Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and then Sacha Baron Cohen for trial I think those three get in for sure
1: Yeah. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, as you mentioned before, I think will eventually become the frontrunner here because he is outrageous in Jews and the Black Messiah. He's so good in that movie. And it's one of those where he gets to do a lot of speeches and he's yelling and it's it's the it's a combination of the most acting, but it's also really, really good. Mm -hmm. So I think that plays really well with both critics and awards bodies like um, like Sag and all these others. So I think he's definitely the runaway for me.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Um, Sadly, though, now we have back-to-back shows where Paul Racy for Sound of Metal doesn't get in. And despite him leading right now among just critic circles, he's got the most uh, supporting actor wins so far. He doesn't get in for both of these. I think his campaign's dead as well. He gets a Critics' Choice nom next week, in my opinion. But I think that's all he gets.
1: Yeah, it seems like he's also in the, um, the Sandler route of this is a good performance in a cool movie. That doesn't quite get the widespread love, but um, I'd love to see it here because I think he's really terrific in that movie, and he should be, but um, nominated. But um, yeah, I I'd like I love to see more of him and less
0: of Jared Leto. <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. I mean, it's it's crazy. But uh, so that's our supporting actor and supporting actress, uh, Maria Baklova, I mean, she's back, back to back days. This is good for. Her. I think she definitely, as you said, she's going to get that Oscar nomination. And they're they campaigning here as a supporting actress. Obviously, the Globes. I guess they do their own thing. I think the Globes. A lot of the times, they 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 get to choose where you go. So she got to in the lead role and uh, the lead category at the Globes. But she's supporting here. Glenn Close back to back awards. he'll Billy Uh Olivia Coleman for the father. Um, the meme started coming out of Olivia Coleman and Glenn Close. It's like it's going to be a repeat of, <laughs> of two years ago. Um, yeah. Uh, we also had in here Helena Zengel for News of the World, which I haven't seen yet. But apparently, she I think she's only 12 years old, so that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it seems like News of the World is a movie that everyone is kind of fine about. And it might it might sneak in for like the 10th spot in Best Picture Race because it's like the boomer movie that all of them like. It could be like the Ford v. Ferrari of this year where it's all like the really old um, uh, Oscar voters really like it, but it doesn't. <laughs> Get close to winning anything—that's my guess. But it seems like everyone really likes Helena's angle in this movie. So,
0: yeah. And then the last one here is Yao Yung Jung from Minari, which is really cool. She didn't get in the Globes, but she got in here. And her aunt Stephen Young, the SAGs liked Minari. Um, so that's our five. And I have no idea who wins this, but I'm afraid to say it's going to be Glenn Close. Uh, we could—that could happen. Who knows?
1: It could—it could happen. And I—I th- I don't think she's good in this movie. Same with, <laughs> with Amy Adams. It's. I mean, it's it's what she's been nominated seven times, right? And hasn't yeah. won. So it's it's definitely we're gearing up for the the lifetime achievement award Oscar here with her. But yeah, um, yeah she's just not good in this movie. I don't think it's very much of um, it's the let's uglify this actress and she has all those liver spots and she's the old uh, mama. <laughs> Um, saying weird things in her southern drawls. Um, She's—I I don't think she's very good in this movie. I also think her character is ridiculous, just the way it's written. So <laughs> that doesn't—that doesn't help either. Um, there's one line I remember from this movie. It's just so ab- absurd. Where she's—they're watching the Terminator on TV, right? And she I she turns that. the lead character, and he's like, you know, there's. There's three kind of people in this world. There's good Terminators, bad Terminators and somewhere in the middle. And it's like, cool. So you're saying there's good people, there's bad people and there's people in the middle. <laughs> Thanks. That's <movie. laughs> just
0: very, That's just so thoughtful of you. <laughs> that is fun. I remember that. That brings me back. Um, so Olivia Coleman's here too. And the memes were showing up obviously, because she came in, I don't know where one for the favor for lead actress a couple of years ago when it was supposed to be a race between Glenn Close and Lady Gaga. Funny thing is too, I don't remember uh her character's name in the favorite, but her name in The Father is Anne. Wasn't she Queen Anne in the favorite? I don't know. That's been that's five it feels it, like ten years ago <laughs> <to me. laughs> For some reason Queen Anne kinda rings a bell here, but Olivia Coleman gets in, but I don't think she's the winner. I mean, you haven't seen The Father and I have, but she doesn't do enough, I don't think, in in the performance to really Win a lot of awards, but uh, the big omissions here, Amanda Seyfried, who's supposed to be the front runner for supporting actress, doesn't get into at the SAGs. That's a setback, in my opinion, for her. I think she still gets in at the Oscars, but I don't know if she can win anymore. And then uh, Ellen Burstyn, who is 88 years of age, I think we spoke about her when Pieces of Woman came out on Netflix a few weeks ago, um, doesn't get in at the Golden Globes, doesn't get in here. That kind of sucks for her. I thought she was really good in the movie as well in Pieces of a Woman. But uh, her campaign might be uh, coming to an end as well.
1: Yeah, I thought she was kind of a shoo-in for maybe like the fifth spot, you know, where she wouldn't win. But it'd be like, oh, it's cool to see her here. She's the oldest nomination ever. It'd be really cool. But I guess not. I don't know. And same with, and I just actually just looked it up. It's Olivia Coleman is Queen Anne. And the favorite. So there we go. can history. Confirm.
0: History repeats itself.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm shocked to see Noah say Seyfried. Because I because it seems like for the longest time she's been the major front runner here. Like it was kind of like it was inching closer to Brad Pitt territory from last year where everyone was like, oh, yeah, he's just going to win the Oscar. And that was just what everyone thought the entire award season. But I guess this kind of throws a wrench into that. So maybe it's. Uh, I guess it might be Glenn Close. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I, know, but it I'm might be.
0: I think. I think. I mean, you look at kind of like like with. I mean, you 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 get rid of Amanda Seifert here at the SAGs. Glenn Close's chances have definitely gone up a little. Um, but yeah, so that's our best supporting actress. Now I did want to jump into the ensemble because that's obviously the big award at the SAGs. Last year we were dealt an absolute treat when Parasite won that. I think parasite last year had so many great moments in the award season and we all were kind of like, like holding out. We were like, you know what? I don't know if it's going to actually do this. I think it, I mean, 1917 looked like late on, it was definitely going to be the, the best picture winner. Um, it picked up a lot of steam there, but then parasite came in Oscar night and cleaned up. Uh, and I thought that was cool. I think last year was a really fun award season. And then a couple weeks later the world uh, shut down. Um, but yeah, I think Ensemble this year we have five pretty solid movies. The uh, Five Bloods gets in, so that's three nominations uh, for this movie because it also got in at the Stunt Ensemble category. Um, I think The Five Bloods is back in the race. I think SAGs definitely gave it a boost. Blanked at the Golden Globes, but Ensemble here is really good. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom gets in. I don't think the cast is huge here, but I think you have five or six people that are all on the top of their game um minari gets in here which is really cool and that shows that i mean the sags have a lot of love for this movie i think that's a great start uh one night miami gets in i think uh, as expected and then the trial of chicago 7 which will probably win the ensemble it's just such a big cast um and i, I think that's what wins
1: yeah i i was hoping that maybe minari could eat this one out but i think you're right it's i think people really like the, the trial of chicago 7 and that cast is huge there's a lot of there's that that cast goes like what twelve deep of people who get a lot of really chewy lines to say from Aaron Sorkin's script. So um, yeah, that seems like the good one. I would love to see Minari though because there's just so many great performances in that movie. Um, I don't know. I, I that's my that's my darling pick, but
0: I I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> um, the thing too about uh, Trial of Chicago 7, just personally, like I, I I enjoyed the movie, but I I don't think it's uh, exciting. Victor. I think that's the issue here. I don't think it's a movie that if it won Best Picture, I'd be excited about, despite me enjoying the movie. Um, But yeah, so it gets in here for ensemble. Uh, Defy Bloods, I'm really happy it got in. Uh, Minari, really cool as well. But uh, this puts Chadwick Boseman at four nominations, uh, because he gets two in the ensemble, he gets supporting in Five Bloods, and he gets lead in Ma Rainey. That's history. That's the first time anyone's gotten four, um, which is pretty cool. I think he picked a really good I think, I think him, his agent and everyone just around him picked a really good year for him. I mean, he, he was in a lot of, a lot of the best movies this year.
1: Yeah. It is cool to see him get recognized for the five bloods because he's not in that movie a lot, but he is the movie. He's the heart of it. Right. And he he has, he, he, his presence lingers over the other characters so well that even when he's not on screen, he kind of is on screen. So I think he's really, I think he's really, really good in that movie. So it's cool to see that. And, Yeah, just reading through the cast list, you kind of forget that there's just so many people in the five bloods. You know, Paul Walter Hauser just shows up for a little bit, and he's great. Um, So yeah, I like that. I like that pick a lot, and I would love if that one won. But um, like you said, I think trial is probably the winner here. And I guess is it turning into this year's 1917? Is that what this is? Yeah,
0: I read. I I read someone uh, saying that it's kind of like the Argo of the season, and for me, I. I don't really know, because I I haven't really looked at that 2012 or 2013 Oscar season that closely, but I saw someone tweet that out, and I saw a few people agree with that. Um, But yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely strong. You know, the thing about Trial, it came out in October, and I think we talked about it on one of our weekly podcasts, and we didn't think it was going to hold up, but it's back. After a few months of kind of laying dormant, it let everything else come out, and now it's back.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's the movie that... (laughs) Is about everything apparently, and everyone really likes it. Uh, <laughs> maybe we have to use all of our power to <laughs> take it down a few notches in the podcasts that come. But yeah. um, I would—it would make me sad to see, because there's so many good movies here, and there, I think there's a really good chance for the Oscars not to be Oscars so white this year, because there's so many great black movies mm-hmm. that have the chance to be nominated, and it could be like you have *The Five Bloods*, you have *Ma Rainey*, *One Night in Miami*, you have Judas and the Black Messiah*. Um, even soul too, which is, um, has black lead character in that. So, um, that'd be really cool to see that. I, I hope they sway that way and not out the Chicago seven, which is just kind of like white bread to me. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it, 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 it's crazy, but, uh, that's a film that it seems like they're putting a lot into that. Netflix seems like they're really pushing that movie, but they have so much to push. I feel like it'd be tough. Tough to really decide what you want to do, but uh, that's our that's our SAGs. But I did want to touch on the stunt ensemble because I wanted to rant a little bit because uh, I got screwed in this category uh, <laughs> on my ballot. I did well. I think I got 22 out of 30, or 23 out of 30, or no, 22 out of 30, which isn't awful. But the ensemble, I mean, so stunt ensemble, you got to Five Bloods, and I guess you got some war scenes, the throwbacks to the war scenes. You got Mulan, which makes sense. I think there's a lot of good stunt work in there. You got News of the World, which I haven't seen. You got Trial of Chicago 7 in the stunts. <laughs> I mean, they recreated the riot, but I I like I have scratching my head at that one. Then Wonder Woman 1984, which seems like the like last year endgame one in this category. It seems like that kind of pick. Um the SAGs are weird with this. I mean, I looked at the TV TV uh, stunt ensemble, and they have great nominations for that category definitely shows that utilize stunts well i don't know i think they missed out here and this reminds me of last year when they nominated the irishman for stunts (laughs) is that a thing that happened last year i don't remember that yeah i just pulled it up (laughs) just like last year's because i wanted to compare that last year they had once upon a time in hollywood joker the irishman ford v ferrari and endgame out of those five i see two that are probably like oh yeah that's stunt oriented
1: I guess they really liked when Robert De Niro, really, like, really
0: fake looking, sm- tried to smash that guy's face on the curb. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I like. That's I feel like with, it seems like this stunt category. It seems like there's a little bit of an issue, and I think they need to do something else in the years to come, uh, because it, it looks like they're just nominating the most popular movies uh, for this a little bit. Yeah. And I think what they maybe will have to do is compensate that twenty five hundred actors that they choose to choose these things and bring in some stunt people to kind of vote on this as well because this like it, it's kind of weird i guess trial they recreated the riot but i just don't see how a movie like Tenet doesn't get in gold derby that was number one it doesn't even get in like everyone's predicting that's that's the winner it doesn't even get in uh invisible man i think i didn't think it was going to get in i predicted it out of like hope Especially after that one scene, I think. Have you ever seen the behind-the-scenes footage for Invisible Man? Yeah, uh, the, the one, the shootout scene in the same asylum is Rhea. Yeah, it's crazy. It's cool. There's a lot of good stunt work in there. And even in the kitchen, whenever she's getting thrown around by him, I think there's a lot of cool stunt work in there. Um, a lot of people were talking about the Old Guard or Extraction, which I didn't think would get in, but those are more stunt-oriented movies. Um it's weird, and even last year, I think people were outraged because John Wick three didn't get in. So I think they need to do something and bring in stunt people to vote on these nominations as well because it's uh, it's getting weird.
1: Yeah, I don't. The tenant thing is kind of insane because that has some of the best stunts you'll ever see in a movie. Pretty much, it's just like you. There, all the behind the scenes stuff is coming out for that. I don't really like the movie very much. I think it's fine, but like the stunts are like unassailable. Like they're unbelievable, and like they had to fight they had to they had to practice fighting backwards like all the how do you not how do you not put that all yeah like it's just it's crazy and all the shit that's flying around in that movie like, it's it's unbelievable um so that just seems uh-huh. like yeah that's just kind of stupid i guess people were are mad at tenant because it was the whole rigmarole with theaters are back when it came out but then theaters weren't back i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah and i've heard wonder or sorry not wonder woman i've heard warner bros is not pushing tenant really they're not really trying um which is interesting. I guess they thought maybe it would carry itself or they just are mad at Nolan for saying, screw you. Uh, Maybe. I know recently he left Warner Bros. I don't know if you heard about that. Um, So, I mean, there's, there could be something there, but Tenet did get a score nomination at the globes. I think Tenet will get a score nomination at the Oscars. I think the score is pretty good, but uh, it gets blank for the stunts. And I was pretty upset with that, Um, but that's our SAG nominations. That's our golden globe nominations. That's pretty much our show for the week. I did want to quickly though, before we wrap up, touch on the BAFTA long lists. We don't have to really go into it, but I did want to mention one that stood out to me. And this is why I say Jared Leto is not getting the Oscar nomination. Um, so he didn't get on the BAFTA long list, uh, for supporting actor and that's 15 names and they're going to nominate five or six. He didn't get on that. So he's not getting a BAFTA. I think BAFTA is, there's a lot of voters that overlap with the Oscars. Not a, not, not the whole body, but I think it's nearly 20%. Um, Jared Leto didn't get on there. He probably won't get the critics choice. I don't see critics recognizing the little things. So I think we have two days back to back here of Jared Leto getting some love. And I think he's just going to be quiet for the rest of the season. So I'm going to bet against him for the Oscar nomination.
1: I sure hope so. I I don't want to have to deal with uh, 10 different little things pods in my future. (laughs) I'm I'm hoping that we can get away from this and, Talk about more Daniel Kaluuya or, I don't know, even Jesse Plemons and Judas and the Black Messiah. Just other, just better, better things. (laughs) That's my hope. (laughs) Uh,
0: It's, it's interesting, but that's just the one thing I really wanted to note from the long list there. And then coming up, I think we have a lot of uh, exciting stuff next week. Uh, We'll come back for a part two because I do want to talk about the Critics' Choice nominations. That's my favorite award show personally. Uh, The Oscars are the most fun to watch, but I love the Critics' Choice overall. Um, I think they they get a lot of things a little bit better than the other bodies. And they also have a ton more categories. It's a lot a lot of fun. So those nominations are dropping on February 8th. The next day, we get the Oscar shortlists. Um, they don't do for every category, but they do a lot of the below-the-line ones. Um, and then it's, it's a little bit quiet from there on out. The uh, Writers Guild Association on February the 16th. I think that's a good precursor for our screenplays. And then the Globes, they're on February 28th. Uh, so they're coming up really quick and they have the spot that the Oscars did have before the Oscars had to move to April. Um, the Globes are going to be messy, but uh, at least it's on Zoom. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think the thing about a lot of the acting races this year, I think a lot of them are up in the air. So I think that's more fun than maybe some recent years. I think last year was a little bit dull um, in the acting categories because it became the same for every show. I think this year it'll, it'll be a little bit more open, which is fun. But that's kind of uh, uh, what's coming up.
1: It, it, could this be the least predictive year in like recent memory? I feel like there's just so much weird stuff like the Globes are on the 28th and there will be movies releasing up until that point that people haven't seen yet. So I'm wondering if there's just some weirdness coming our way. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I think there's definitely a shot for, for that to happen. And. Um, there's definitely a shot for this year to get pretty weird. But we will be back next week for sure on this Road to the Oscars Movie Babble, uh Presents. It was a great show, and uh, I want to thank you for coming on.
1: I can't wait to talk about 15 knobs for Jerry next week. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> How about we, uh, we talk a little bit more. Maybe next week we'll hear about uh, the little thing sweeping. <laughs> i'll come back and actually watch the movie so we can talk about it a little more <laughs> good stuff all right but uh, with that we'll be back next week and it was uh great to have you on um and we'll talk next week about more things awards